is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. Yay! Uh, <laughs> another week ahead. I'm trying to talk myself into it, obviously. Uh, another week ahead. Hope everybody is in good spirits. Hope you're super motivated for what's coming up this week. Uh, hope you had a great Easter. Uh, let's dive into the intro here. It's the Workday Red Zone. Appreciate everybody tuning in here with us on the Ticket Radio Network. Of course, in addition to all of the places you can find us on your radio dial, we stream online at 953theticket.com. And you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app. Search for KNEA. And you will be all set. If you would like to shout at us today, uh, we'll have a lot of opportunities for you to weigh in on the phones. 870-930-3776 is the number to call to reach us there. And then, of course, you can also interact with us on social media. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Ticket Radio Network. And I'm on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. Or you can find today's uh, softball of a layup of a question by using the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. Is everybody present, accounted for, and with more or less functional microphones? So we're good to go. Yeah. Heavy emphasis on the more or less <laughs> phrase. But, uh, but you know, we went through that on Friday, the whole microphone ordeal. So, ordeal. So we will not rehash. We will only look ahead and tell you what is coming up on the show today. Of course, uh, looking at some of the headlines, we'll be discussing... Throughout the program, uh, Arkansas State Baseball collected its first Sunbelt Conference Series win over the weekend as the Red Wolves won 7-6 Friday at Little Rock. Of course, flashing back to last week, A-State also won Game 1 of that series on Thursday, but due to no fault of their own, Arkansas State unable to claim a three-game sweep. Uh, turns out Saturday's series finale was canceled due to poor field conditions, but A-State you know, got to play two. They won two. And uh, now they'll turn their attention to the northwest part of the state on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Elsewhere, number six, Arkansas swept LSU. They closed out that series with a 6-2 win Saturday at Baumwalker Stadium. Also in big news from the Hill, football coach Sam Pittman and the University of Arkansas have agreed to a raise and a long-term contract extension. However, no full details at this point in time. They have not yet been released in the pros game one did not go the Memphis Grizzlies way they dropped that game 130 to 117 against the Minnesota Timberwolves game two coming up tomorrow and the St. Louis Cardinals had to settle for a split in their four game series at Milwaukee after they lost six to five on Sunday Albert Pujols did homer in the loss career number 681 so throughout the course of the program today we'll be touching on several of those stories and uh, whatever else grabs our attention as it scrolls on by on Twitter But uh, we've already told you it's kind of a layup of a softball of a KavanaughCars.com question. Some of these are are just harder than others. It feels like, for and sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for it. 
Some Mondays it just feels like it's it just takes a little bit more effort to get the wheels in your head turning at any kind of normal clip. And I'll be honest, I'm having one of those days today. So I didn't want to make anybody think too hard with our KavanaughCars.com question. I just want you to throw out your best and worst of the weekend. If you don't have a best and you've only got a worst, we'll take that. If you don't have a worst and you've only got uh, good stuff you want to talk about today, we'll take that. Again, uh, I'm not uh, not really trying to put anybody on the spot today. Not trying to make you overdo it. Just in case you're already on the struggle bus. Certainly don't want to add to that uh, with our KavanaughCars.com question. And easy, what was your best? What was your worst? Um, and early heads up, do you want to let everyone know that this is going to be an abbreviated week on the Workday Red Zone. We're not going to be with you Friday, so we've kind of got four days here to to condense five days worth of coverage. And of course, coming up this weekend, it is going to be a busy weekend. Of course, it's still a, a Sunbelt baseball weekend. We'll have Grizzlies still to talk about and of course Cardinals still to talk about. But also don't forget that Arkansas State Spring Game is coming up Saturday as well on the 23rd at Centennial Bank Stadium. And the Red Wolves are going to be on the field at 2.15. Of course, that is open to the public. So it's going to be interesting to see what Butch Jones and his squad looks like as as they really do uh, square off in some spring game action. And just an early sneak peek at the weather, which, of course, this is spring in Arkansas. So this forecast could be completely different on Saturday than it is right now. But as of right now, this is going to be a Saturday where you're going to want to be outside anyways. 82 and sunny. Not a single percent chance of rain so that looks like some pretty good spring football weather if you're gonna script it that's good just uh you know some of y'all out there might be a little bit pasty so don't forget that sunscreen if you're gonna plan on sitting out on the uh, bleachers for a couple a couple hours on saturday again what was your best and worst of the sports weekend is a cavanaughcars.com question i know this was like the super short intro here but we're gonna go ahead and, and, and hit pause we've got a lot of different Topics to dive into, and we're going to come back and, and start talking on some A-State baseball right after this. But keep it here with us. Phone lines open during the break, 9303776. We'll be back in a moment on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Follow me on a new healthcare journey full of possibilities. Experience world-class care delivered by friends, family, and neighbors right here in your community, bringing industry-leading technology to you, not the other way around. Your health record, your appointment scheduling, and your medications all in one place. And your lab results delivered the instant they're recorded. Do we look at healthcare differently? Absolutely. Experience the difference and you will too. NEA Baptist, healthcare for the next century. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust JT White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. JT White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name The Pros Trust and the one used on the most building sites, JT White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. JT White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harris Road, a proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. The best disc golfers in the world are coming back for the 2022 Played Against Sports Jonesboro Open, presented by Prodigy, April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at Disc Side of Heaven. This year's event benefits St. Jude and the Learning Center and kicks off April 18th with the St. Jude Scramble, open to the public. The Played Against Sports Jonesboro Open is brought to you by First Community Bank, North Delta Engineering, Lost Pizza Company, Ritter Communications, The Social, Centennial Bank, the Jonesboro AMP Commission, KJNB, and the Ticket Radio Network. For more information, go to jonesboroopen.com. 
Stop. Don't miss the 2022 Played Again Sports Jonesboro Open, April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at this side of heaven. When I was in Iraq, our convoy was hit. It was bad. After I came home, I could still hear booms and see tracer fire. Makes it hard to be a good mom. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I'm Naomi Mathis, Air Force veteran. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. With help from DAV, I was able to begin to heal. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Today, I'm part of DAV. We're veterans helping veterans to get the benefits they've earned. And I give my veterans my all. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. My victory is being able to be here for my children. Naomi Mathis, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. The following is made possible by Dad. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling all over it. (laughs) The Dad Joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. Why do you have to be careful when it's raining cats and dogs? Because you might step in a poodle. (laughs) And kids that spend more time with their dads grow up to be smarter, more successful. Can I tell you a cat joke? Just kidding. (laughs) And with any luck, funnier adults. Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Because he didn't have any body to go with. Dad jokes rule. So take a moment to make a moment and give your kid a laugh. (laughs) It's as easy as going to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. (laughs) That's really funny. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara and Kate hanging out with you, just trying to get our minds right on a Monday. Hope y'all are doing okay. The KavanaughCars.com question today. What was your best and your worst of the sports weekend? Of course, I think, uh, well, for, for the first time in <laughs> quite a while this season, you can throw out an, an Arkansas State baseball series as uh, as a best of because um, a lot of things happened for A-State Thursday and Friday in what was supposed to be a three-game series at Little Rock. Of course, you know, we were we were with you Thursday, so we pre- previewed that game, came back on Friday and recapped that 6-5 winner for A-State. And then uh, you got to Friday's game, and of course, uh, you had the first Sunbelt win, first road win on, on Thursday, Friday. It was the first opportunity for a Sunbelt series win, and Arkansas State was was absolutely able to pull it off. 
And so uh, if you look at how the game unfolded on on um, Friday, and I'm absolutely going to tell you wrong days here. I, I apologize. My, my brain is just so used to having Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, series. So if I try and tell you this game was on Saturday, just know I'm, I'm lying to you. It was a Friday game. Friday when Arkansas State won 7-6 at Gary Hogan Field. But the way that Arkansas State was able to win this game is just uh, they just they played well early. And just kind of had a little bit of an offensive explosion in the second inning. And although that was not all the damage they were able to do at the plate, that was that was the bulk of it. And for the most part, it was enough. Uh, the best moment of the weekend absolutely happened at the top of the second inning, Friday in Little Rock. Um, A-State started out, and, and it was a good inning already. A-State had already scored three runs in the inning when Ben Klutz came up to the plate. And so this game, of course, there was there was no um, ESPN plus coverage. So I was listening to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz on the call. And so so Chris Curry, for whatever reason, just didn't, I don't know what he thought the deal was with Ben Klutz bat, but he had the umpires take a look at the bat. And it took like forever. I was also reading through some tweets of people that were there and they're like, man, what's going on? They're looking at his bat. This, what's the deal here? So, so for whatever reason, eventually the umpires were like, all right, just get a new bat. So. Ben Klutz goes to the dugout, gets a new bat. Very next pitch he sees. First pitch of the A-B. Just a bomb. Bomb to left field. Drives in Toller. Five runs for A-State that inning. Uh, I I heard, I I also heard that there was a pretty majestic bat flip from Ben <laughs> Klutz after that home run. Again, there is no video, but... Um, a-State Baseball did, you know, tweet out a, a gif of a pretty epic bat flip. And then also, Drew Tipton, who of course uh, was a longtime Arkansas State center fielder. Great player here for, for the Red Wolves. Uh, just uh, just recently an alum of A-State Baseball. guess he was there at that game. And not I guess, he definitely was. But uh, his exact quote of it, following the home run, and the bat flip. One of the coolest things I've ever witnessed at a baseball game. <laughs> so that was a moment that uh, obviously the Red Wolves were, were feeling it. And uh, although, you know, it certainly wasn't over after the second inning. You know, Little Rock fought back and was able to uh, string together some runs. Including, uh, you know, they tied it up in the bottom of the eighth. It was 6-6 six to six at that point in time. But, you know, in the ninth inning, sometimes it, it, it seems like when you're losing, nothing is going to go your way. But then it's amazing what a win here or there does because the way A-State was able to win this game, the way they scored the run in the top of the ninth is by scoring on a pass ball. That was a lone run in the ninth. DeShazer scored on a pass ball when uh, Mickey Coyne was at the plate and, and drew a pitch hit walk. And that ended up being enough. Of course, it wasn't easy because it's it's never been easy uh, these past two games for Arkansas State to get back in the win column. And Tyler Jeans again, had a, a couple different runners on base. He had to navigate there at the bottom of the ninth inning. In fact, uh, there was a runner on on uh, first and second when that game ended. But ended on a strikeout there. Arkansas State wins uh, for the second time in many in in as many days. So you get to Saturday, and I don't consider myself necessarily like a weather warrior. I'm not one of those people that is constantly checking the forecast. You know, on on days where you got stuff coming up and you know you're going to be outside, I'll look ahead. And then, you know, I usually at least check it more or less in the mornings to know if I, you know, if I wear a sweater, am I going to melt? If I wear short sleeves, am I going to... But I'm not one of those people that's always looking at the weather. 
Baseball coaches are. Because you are outside for three months at a time. So all weekend long, if you looked on any kind of weather app or forecast or anything, all weekend long, it was going to rain and or storm on Friday night. And it was going to rain and or storm for the bulk of Saturday. So multiple institutions around the South that had to play weekend series played double headers on Friday and they started them early. Noonish, one-ish, somewhere in there so they could get two in before the rain moved in. This happened all over the place. But it did not happen at Little Rock. So Arkansas State loses the opportunity to go out and possibly get a series sweep. Now, possibly. I mean, it, it could have gone in the Trojans' favor. But that was just a really disappointing call. Because it's not like this is one of those situations where, oh my goodness, this rain just came out of nowhere. And now, look, the fields are drenched and there's no way to play with these fields. There's like an 80% chance of rain. Heavy rain all weekend. And then sometimes it would fluctuate up to 90 or 100. Everybody knew that it was going to rain. Why did Chris Curry not know it was going to rain? The report I heard, by the way, was that he did know it was going to rain. They just thought it was going to be out of the area by one to be able to get that series finale in. But, you know, there are, I'm not exactly sure what, uh, what, how great the fields are at Gary Hogan Field. I've never been there personally. But, I mean, there were multiple inches of standing water all over that field. So apparently it doesn't exactly drain super well when you have these huge, rain and showers and thunderstorms that we have a tendency to get in Arkansas every year since the beginning of time. Anyways, all right, I'm done. I'm done (laughs) complaining about this. (laughs) But again, just kind of, uh, you know, a little bit disappointing that Arkansas State did not have the opportunity to go out there and get a a three-game sweep. So it is is what it is. Uh, But A-State did take the two games that they were able to play. And and again, there's one thing here that I want to point out in the box score before before we move on um, and, and switch gears here. It's amazing what happens when you play error-free baseball. Now, were there other things that contributed to Arkansas State's two wins? And Laura, yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, there were some clutch hits. There were some uh, there were some good pitching performances. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. In both games, Thursday and Friday night, there was a zero in the error column for Arkansas State. That has been just such a issue all season long. Because one of the one of the problems A-State has had in, in so many of these losses is that, you know, the, the other team doesn't even get the opportunity to beat them because A-State has already beat itself by booting the ball all around and dropping what would typically be routine pop flies and not being able to control the run. Just so many different issues. But both games, Arkansas State did not commit an error. Now, this is already a team that has already allowed more unearned runs to score this year than they did all of last season. And it's kind of hid the fact that, you know, in a couple of ways, this is actually a team that is pitching better than last season. But it's hard to notice that when it's Still a team giving up a ton of runs. It, it doesn't matter. Earned under whatever. The people don't have a tendency to look at that when you're still getting beat uh, game in and game out. Uh, people don't want to look deeper into the st- statistics and see if there is progress. You just see a 13-game losing streak or an 8-game losing streak or whatever and just move on. But again, uh, now you wonder, you know, 
can this continue to, to give this team a little bit of momentum? Uh, certainly, you know, it, it should help in conference play, which, by the way, Arkansas State is not uh, dead last in RPI anymore. <laughs> They're up to 11th. Uh, that uh, title now goes to UT Arlington. But uh, one more note here is it it keeps the Red Wolves at least, you know, in the conversation in that Sunbelt Conference tournament. Um, only the top 10 teams go to the tournament this year, as we've mentioned a few times. And in, in, in a 12-team league, that obviously means you're going to have two teams sitting at home. Uh, you go back to, you know, the beginning of last week, and Arkansas State was four games out of the conversation. That's that's a series and then a, another game. And now, although 2-12 and 12 is still, I, I'm not sitting here and trying to tell you it's a, it's a good record. Now you're just, you know, a couple games away from getting back in this conversation. So, again, it's not great. It's not a great season. I'm not trying to tell you it is, but but progress was made over this weekend in, in multiple different aspects. So, that's good to see. Um, also, you know, the the bottom of of the Sun Belt is not... Not really tough. There's still a lot that, that could happen there in terms of Arkansas State being able to make it to the tournament. You know, it's just uh, the the top of the league right now is is really, really good. Um, you look at some of the latest baseball rankings that came out today. You know, Texas State is still holding strong in the top 25. Georgia Southern moved in the top 25 for I don't know how long it's been in their program history since they've been there, but they're they're at 25 depending on where you look. And, of course, looking ahead to, you know, uh, an opponent next season. Southern Miss is ranked number six in several different baseball yeah. polls today. So you kind of almost wonder, you know, is Southern Miss going to pull a Coastal and win a natty their, <laughs> their last season before joining Sunbelt Baseball? Now, I don't know what the actual odds are of that happening, but, I mean, Coastal did that in 2016. In fact, uh, they joined the Sunbelt Conference on July the 1st of that year. They clinched their natty the day before on June 30th. So um, there's there's obviously a ton of good baseball in college being played across across the country. But uh, but Southern Miss is kind of right in there in, in the thick of things. Uh, our KavanaughCars.com question. Again, we're asking you for your best and worst of the sports weekend. Uh, there is one college baseball highlight that's making the rounds that almost almost qualifies for both of these answers. I don't know if you but you saw this or not, but uh, Virginia was taking on Pitt. And I can't remember if this was on Saturday or, or Sunday, but it was Sunday, Sunday series, series finale. And, you know, we've seen stuff like this happen before at numerous levels where a player forgets how many outs there are. And sometimes you'll see the player, like, toss a ball into the stands or yeah. throw it back into the infield or something. And, and usually it's a pretty, pretty big error and a pretty big mental mistake and so you had a a fielder make that mental mistake on Sunday what had happened was Virginia just turned a really awesome double play and you had a situation where uh it was a step on a home throw to first move so you have two outs there the first baseman Devin Ortiz thought it was the third out so he just tosses the ball towards mound, starts walking off the field and then apparently, it's almost like you can see it click in his head where he's like, oh bleep, there's only two outs. So he runs and go gets the baseball right at the same time the pit runner at third was coming home. So grabs the ball, throws out the runner, 
and uh, very unconventional triple play. So he goes from a worst of the baseball weekend to a uh, best of with just uh, a quick hustle and a quick throw. So, yeah. He's definitely not. Uh, he, he turns into a goat, G-O-A-T, as opposed to a goat of that game. So it all works out in the end sometimes, maybe. Uh <laughs> Some of your answers on social media, Mr. A says, the best was that the USFL kicked off. And then the worst was that was also the USFL. So I'm going to guess the action was, was not fantastic. Yeah, I, I think I might have watched like five minutes. Okay, well, you got me beat by about five minutes. Yeah. But we'll uh, we'll look at that later. Of course, there were some A-State alums in action. So we'll get caught up on on those guys. Uh, speaking of getting caught up on some action, I uh, do want to mention Arkansas State women's golf uh, competing in the second round in the Sunbelt Conference Championship in Daytona. And uh, it was a, a, a solid round one for the Red Wolves. They were tied for second. And right now they've uh, slipped back just slightly. They're currently third. But uh, just six right, strokes back of the leader, Georgia Southern. So... Uh, there's still, you know, a whole uh, a lot more golf to be played. So we'll continue to keep tabs on Arkansas State individually. Right now, Olivia Schmidt is tied for four. So uh, we'll check on that as it looks like teams are about uh, two-thirds. Most everybody's at least through 12. So you're two-thirds uh, through that round today. Let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline and see what Chuck's got going on today. How are you? I'm doing good, Karen. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks for the phone call. Oh, no problem. Do you know what week this is? Uh, I mean, it's it's April 8th, 18th. Oh, come on, Karen. It's Talladega week, baby. Okay. Oh, Chuck, did you know it's Talladega week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, come on now. It's time to get excited. Hey, I did watch the USFL this weekend. Okay, your did thoughts. Did you know that? Huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I did watch it this weekend. I thought it was pretty decent. It's not the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, Birmingham has got a kid from Lions College playing for him, And he's a pretty decent uh, receiver. He caught the first touchdown for uh, Birmingham. or Well, the first touchdown in the USFL History now, I guess you could say. Randy Satterfield? Yes. Okay. I, I had to look it up, and I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend I knew that. But, uh, but well, good for that. Good for that young man. Yeah, I mean, and I don't understand, you know, dude. He's probably, out of all the receivers I watched this weekend, he's probably the best one I've seen in the USF. Well, dude, I, I don't understand why he's not in the NFL yet. You know, I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. I don't Yeah, I don't know how many guys usually get an opportunity out of, out of Lion College. It's probably a pretty pretty short list. Right. I, you know, that was kind of, which I didn't know he was out of Lions College until Randy had told me this morning when I called him Bud's show and was telling him about him and telling him who he was. And, you know, I was surprised that he was from an NIA school. Yeah. You know, and here this kid is on, I say, a big, probably his biggest stage, you know, because Randy said he had went to, like, weather, Western uh, Alabama and then to 
some other little school and then ended up in Lyons. So, you know, uh, my opinion is it's not as good as the NFL, but it's not bad football. Okay. Did you watch any of it? I didn't. I just kind of forgot about it. But I tell you what, uh, if if you're like anybody out there who's listening who's like me and kind of wanted to at least scope it out but forgot – uh, one of those games, in fact, last night's uh, or yeah, last night's late game was uh, they didn't they weren't able to play because of severe weather in the Birmingham area. So there is going to be a game on tonight, and I know you know no Grizzlies tonight, no Cardinals tonight. So I know some of you might be looking for something to watch. So tonight uh, there is going to be a game on on FS1. Uh, so again, rescheduled due to weather. So you get one more opportunity this week to to watch a USFL game. And then one of the, uh, which I watched a little bit of the New Orleans game yesterday, I think, or, was it, yeah, I believe it's New Orleans game. That was a pretty good game, too. And then Randy and then was talking about the Houston Gamblers. I think, uh, can't remember who the Red Wolf, he said, was on that team. But Chris he Soto. said that he had, he had a pretty big game. Yeah, it was Chris Odom. I think he had the game ceiling sack, in fact. Uh, to yeah, to cement the win there. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he also had a uh, strip and sack, uh, quarterback sack and stri- uh, f- caused a fumble too. But I think that's what Randy said. And it, oh, I know who he was saying that played for New Orleans now was uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to check them out, see how he's doing. I don't know, you know, he didn't get no stats on him, but I'd like to know how Adam is doing. You know, I've got uh, I've got a link to that pulled up somewhere so we can look at those numbers quickly here. I think I, I do think Adams had a catch, but let me double check. Uh, Jay Adams. Nope. Wait. Yep. Targeted four times, had one reception, ten yards, and. Statterfield also had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Saturday night had the longest reception because they come out firing New uh, New Jersey or is it New Jersey? No, he plays for New Jersey. The Generals come out firing. I think he had the first catch of the game and the first touchdown of the game for the New Jersey Generals. Okay, and they, I'm, I'm telling you, if you get a chance, you need to watch this kid. He's good. Okay. All right, Karen, appreciate y'all taking my call. Y'all have a great day and go Red Wolf. Hey, thanks for the phone call today, Chuck. 9303776, or first review of USFL action. Not the NFL, but not bad. And uh, since we mentioned Jay Adams, by the way, uh, one catch, 10 yards for the Breakers. He defeated former teammate Cody Brown, who plays with Philly. Cody Brown had... A good game, seven tackles, so the third highest on the Stars, and then five of those were solo tackles, which Cody Brown, if I recall correctly, was having a a good start to his time in the AAF, and in fact was kind of generating some fun conversation there to the point that maybe thought people thought that he might get you know an NFL opportunity, but um, I guess that did not pan out, but it's great to still continue to see him on the field. So Cody Brown with Philly. Jay Adams with New Orleans, Chris Odom with the Houston Gamblers. Odom had three tackles, two solo, one sack, credited for one TFL. So 
not bad for the Red Wolves there. Of course, uh, the A-State alums could not technically go undefeated since Cody Brown and and uh, Jay Adams were facing off against each other, but two and one, so not too bad. Uh, more on Arkansas State football when we come back, although we'll switch gears and, and talk about the current players as opposed to the alums. Red Wolves had a scrimmage on Saturday and uh, some interesting notes coming out from that. We'll follow up when we come back from a break here on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Working a livestock operation sure takes its toll on your body. That's why Case IH Farmall Utility Series tractors offer you something the competitors don't. Unmatched operator comfort. Farmall Utility tractors feature a spacious operator environment with ergonomically placed controls, easy-to-read instrument clusters, and exceptional visibility. Features that increase comfort and reduce fatigue. Visit your Baker Implement dealer today or go online at bakerimplement.com. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragould and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whenever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood, and helping you is the most important thing we do every day. It's time to get to work for you do-it-yourselfers. Get your outdoor battery-powered power tools now from brands like Steel, Ego, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Craftsman. Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro, and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. The EAB Sports Network is proud to bring you local high school baseball and softball action this spring. Join us Tuesday as the Jonesboro Golden Hurricane hosts Green County Tech in a key 5A East baseball battle. First pitch is set for 430 with pregame coverage at 420 on News Talk 1021 KBTM. High school baseball on the EAB Sports Network is brought to you by NEA Baptist, First National Bank, Real Estate Nate, Jonesboro Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Domino's Pizza, the Cavanaugh Auto Group, and St. Bernard's. It's Jonesboro at GCT and baseball action Tuesday at 430 on the EAB Sports Network. Peter Cattle down, everything else up. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. May corn at 814 up 23 and 3 quarters with July corn at 807 and 3 quarters up 24. May soybeans at 1715 and a half up 33 and a quarter with July soybeans at 1694 and a half up 29 and a quarter. May wheat at 1128 and a quarter up 31 and 3 quarters with July wheat at 1136 and 3 quarters up 32 and a quarter. May cotton at 144.36 up 238. July cotton at 142.87 up 216. May rice at 1639 up 19 and a half with July rice also up 19 and a half to 1672. Moving on to livestock now, April live cattle at 146.68 and a half up one with June live cattle at 136.62 and a half up 20. April feeder cattle at 156.47 and a half down 172 and a half with May feeder cattle at 159.92 and a half down 185. May lane hogs at 115.20 up 245 with June hogs at 121 even up 252 and a half. That's your EAB New Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. The strength of America, our values. Our way of life hasn't just been won on the battlefield. It's won every day in our communities when we come together, extending hands of compassion, service, and hope to those who need it most. For over 100 years, the American Legion has been strengthening communities across our nation by providing life-saving help and support to our veterans and neighbors during times like we're facing today. It's what the Legion's all about. From blood drives to distributing food, from responding to emergencies and protecting the most vulnerable among us, our mission is making America's community stronger. We are one family, and therefore, we care. 
We are the American Legion, veterans strengthening America. To learn how you can help, visit legion.org. Pass it on. Here's my bucket list for the day. Read an article on a news subject. Say only nice things about others and listen to everyone's opinions. Because making things better requires change. Now these changes aren't going to show up on your news feed, but they're things I can do. So change something today. It's not going to change the entire world, but it's going to change your world. Change is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out, 9303-776. What was the best thing, the worst thing you saw over the sporting weekend? 9303-776. Let's check in with David Jones. How are you, sir? Doing real good. How about yourself? Hey, doing well. Thank you for the phone call today. Uh, did you have a did you have a good Easter? I did, did you? Yes, I did. Yes, we did. Well good. Uh, did, uh, uh, have you heard anything about the former Raz- football Razorbacks that joining the, uh, uh, has already joined the NFL? Uh, we're still, how close do we are the NFL draft? That's got to be kind of sneaking up. I think next week. Okay, I was about yeah. to say, that's got to be sneaking up on us soon. Ten days out from the, the NFL draft. So, I honestly haven't looked at any, any mock drafts lately, David, so I'm not sure where... Um, some potential alums could land. Well, uh, uh, Arkansas State, uh, you know how they're doing on their women's uh, recruiting and their women's, uh, 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 you know, uh, the other, the they are uh, recruiting and then the, the other way, how they getting players. Well, I know they've still got some spots open uh, for for A State women's basketball. You know, with they with all of those, uh, what they had, I think six spots open all day because you had four transfers and a couple graduates, and so they brought in three. So they've got three transfers at this point in time of the portal, and then a couple early signees as well. So there's not that much work left to do in terms of of assembling this class. Do you think that uh, uh, the coach? Uh, do you think that uh, he's going to be satisfied with what she uh, what she went out to get, or she's going to be working on getting uh, players for next year? Well, I mean, recruiting never stops. So is it's they've got to be while they're out recruiting for this last spot. They've got to also have an attention to the to the to the future as well. You know, to see what they can bring in because a couple of these grad, couple of these transfers are graduate transfers. So they're just going to be here for a season. Can they? Can they? Do you think they can play uh, like uh, like coaches want to more? Do you think they can uh, work on uh, where they got this little short time to prepare? Do you know? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, uh, how about uh, how about football? You know, Arkansas State. Uh, uh, you said they, they. You said that they are never done uh, recruiting, and they, they are never done uh, uh, bringing in players from the portal. Uh, uh, do you think they're uh, still working on uh, getting uh, the type of players that the uh, that this coach needs to, 
to, to uh, play their full season. Yeah, you know they just uh, they brought in a wide receiver um, had a had a wide receiver commit from Oregon State over the weekend uh, in terms of of the transfer portal, and then also you know over the past several weeks they have had multiple high school players come in on on visits. So uh, they're both continuing to work on this 2022 class, but then also you know looking ahead to 23 as well. Yeah, I got another question. It's about a former Razorback. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I like this guy. Uh, do you think that uh, what this guy? Do you do you know what this guy's trying to do? Or do you think do you think this guy's going to come back to Arkansas State if if uh, if if none of if uh, one of the scholarships are not being used? And I'm talking about Desi Fields. You know what he's going to do? I really don't. I don't. I, I wish I had some insight to that. You know, into in you know what his what his goals are for next year, you know, if there is any chance that he would return, if, you know, Mike Bellotto would be 100% open for that. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't have any behind-the-scenes info there on, on Seal's future. So, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Bellotto, I mean, even if, even if Desi, even if Desi doesn't come back, do you think that uh, he would uh, feel that, uh, that scholarship uh, place, what, what, what he has left, what he had left open? I mean, you've got to go out and, and add another player if, if, uh, if you know, you, you've got to be able to use all your full scholarships. You want to be able to have a complete team. You can't, you can't just leave spots to, to leave them. Okay. Uh, uh, I know he was talking about size, you know, the last time I was, the last time I listened to the show, uh, he was talking about size. Um, Coach Bellotto was, uh, I think he's trying to go out and get, uh, some big old guys that can feel the, uh, the um the inside and the outside like big guards and big big old uh forwards and uh big centers. I mean he has to. There's not very much size on that team. He's gonna have to address that. Well, uh, I'm thinking that he's gonna probably go out and do that, but I don't really know if he's gonna uh get any from the transport portal or if he's gonna get any more from uh recruiting. Do you, do you what what do you think about that? Probably portal. You don't think he's going to go out and uh, get any more uh, recruits? I mean, signing day was last Wednesday. So if there wasn't anything announced in terms of, of high school players, then that makes me think that, that they're going pretty hard uh, in the portal. Do we, I mean, uh, uh, I heard once upon a time, this high school player, he was like 6'9", six, 6'10", six, maybe 7 foot. But uh, maybe 9 out of 10, maybe uh, he's looking for uh, coaches looking, looking at that for the future. Do you think so? I have no idea, David. I really don't. I'm sorry. I wish I had more insight for you today, but I just don't think I have very good, very good answers to your questions. I understand. I understand that sometimes when uh when you do when you do get these reports, sometimes I hear about uh, these guys are either coming to the coming to the team or they're they're trying to make it to the team. Sound like the high school, the big guys in high school, and the big guys uh from the portal and the big guys that they recruit. So I'm hoping and praying, just like I'm praying and hoping, I'm hoping and praying that uh this this lady team can can get real big and everything and try to try to uh keep this other team off the boards and everything to uh try to uh win some games and stuff. Cause the last coach they had, he did pretty good, but he didn't have the size. I'm hoping they go out and find some. Uh, and as soon as we hear something, David, obviously we'll we'll talk about it and, and let everybody know. We appreciate the phone call today. I'll call back. All right, we'll see you. Yep.
930-3776 is the number to call. A quick note on the portal before we, you know, take another breather and, and come back and turn our attention to football. I did look today and I thought it was interesting and not really just interesting. Not great, not bad, but just interesting. Um, there were a total of, you know, nine players from Arkansas State, men's and women's combined, that put their name in the transfer portal in, in the offseason. And obviously, look, Omir's going to have a landing spot. He's announced his finalist, and you can find that information online and on Twitter and, and all of that if, if you're still interested in keeping tabs on, on his next destination. But otherwise, only one player has found a new home, and that's Carolina Sidloska who is going to transfer to Tarleton State. But no destination at this point in time yet for Trinity Jackson or Maya Love or Jaira Washington. On the inside of things, no destination at this point in time for Keon Wesley or or uh, Lazar Grobovich or Mario Fantina or Desi. So I, I hope, I hope all of these young men and women got good guidance before they decided to go the portal route because I yeah. I don't want to be checking on these lists in five months and see their names still on it without a destination listed. I mean, there is definitely, there is there is a dark side to the portal that not enough people are talking about. It's not always a happy ending for everybody who has entered this. And I just, although, you know, in, in a perfect world, these players would come to Arkansas State and they would, they would, go through their full college career here and they would, uh, you know, forever be loyal alums and come back and support the program, blah, 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 blah. But I don't want anything bad to happen either. I, you know, I don't want, I don't want these players to lose opportunities to, you know, continue their education, continue their basketball careers. I'm just, I'm, I'm just worried. There's just, there are so many players in the portal. And this is, this is a really unfair game of musical chairs that is happening right now in college athletics. And it just, it, it makes me concerned. Uh, let's hit pause here. Again, one of these days, we're going to talk about A-State football when we, <laughs> on the program, in theory, when we come back from a break. We'll see if that works or not. Keep it with us on the ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Show. And Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NBA playoffs officially started this weekend. There are now just 16 teams left with a shot at the Larry O'Brien Trophy. For some teams, this weekend was a step in the right direction. But one game doesn't dictate an entire series. Back in 2019, the Celtics dominated the Milwaukee Bucks in their first meeting of round two. After the game, former Celtic Paul Pierce made headlines after he said the Bucks had no chance to win the series. Milwaukee won four games to one. That shows you how unpredictable the playoffs can be. All it takes is for one team to get hot at the right time, and they can shake up an entire playoff bracket. Go back to last year, the Hawks looked like a non-threatening five seed. They made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. That type of run isn't common in the NBA. So let's not make any bold predictions after the first weekend of games. Dominating the first game of your playoff series doesn't mean anything because all that matters is you win the last game you play. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. What is the ideal entertainment situation? The thrills of cinema mixed with all the comforts of home. 
perfection that you can now own. Love sack sectionals with Stealth Tech. We're talking about the drama of Dolby Digital Surround Sound by Harman Kardon and the convenience of wireless charging, all seamlessly embedded inside the endlessly adaptable and infinitely cozy couches. Love sack. SAC.com. Sactionals, the world's most adaptable couch, now with Lovesack Stealth Tech. And now, a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that you actually want and something that you can actually use, something like Cashback Match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cash back. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones, and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. See Placid Tire Service today for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one-hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. In Jonesboro and South Caraway and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Placid Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Placid Tire Service. Visiting with new A-State head volleyball coach Brian Gerwig. I haven't flashed my lights or honked my horn or yelled at somebody once <laughs> in a week. And we'll just it, spend a little bit more time on Red Wolf. Uh, well, yeah, so you, know. you know, because like, you get here because you were here for a while, but you know, people think, and I'm one of them, until the Friday afternoon, like Red Wolf Boulevard is just unbearable. No, not at all. It's the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. All right, uh, welcome back to Workday Red Zone, 930-3776. Again, a softball. KavanaughCars.com question. What was your best and worst of the sports weekend? Don't overthink it. In fact, you don't even have to do both. Just, you know, something you like, something you didn't like. Throw it our way. 9303776 is the number to call. Looking ahead, uh, second hour of the program, obviously, uh, we'll switch our attention a little bit more to the pros because we still got to touch on, on the Grizzlies, obviously. Uh, checking on the Cardinals, some other stories from around Major League Baseball and the NBA as well. 
But for about, you know, two segments now, I've been telling you we'll talk a little bit about Arkansas State football. We'll try and throw that at you quickly. Uh, first things first, A-State did pick up a commitment over the weekend uh, by the name of Champ Fleming. And Champ Fleming, a wide receiver who has spent the last four seasons at Oregon State, put out this news last night, uh, made an official to A-State a couple weeks ago and reading some news and notes here from Jeff Reed at, at A-State Nation. Um, he played pretty consistently in his career, and he was a uh, one of those players who kind of did everything. He's not a big guy in terms of wide receiver size, 5'7", 170 pounds. So think more of like an A-back as opposed to one of those tall, rangy outside wide receivers. Uh, but in his career for the Beavers, 42 games, 10 starts. And he was used in, in multiple different ways. Uh, 61 receptions for over 900 yards, four touchdowns. He also had some carries. Uh, but uh, also a big kickoff return guy. And he was a field still preseason all-pack 12 fourth team player as a kick returner. So a prime candidate is what he's considered to be to handle kick return duty. So look, I'm always intrigued by how Butch Jones kind of addresses special teams. Because when you <laughs> when you have a few years where special teams is not much of a focus, it, it shows and it gets frustrating to watch. And obviously under Jones it it is. We've already seen significant improvements there um, in terms of Arkansas State special teams rankings. But, um, you know, he's continued to kind of bring in in playmakers there. Uh, obviously, somebody has to step up and replace Alan Lamar, who was very good in the return game last year. But now it looks like you've got, you know, Champ Fleming, who can be in that conversation. Jaquez Cross, who can be in that conversation. You know, Johnny Lang did some work on, on special teams last year as well. So when you look at the different return roles, you have the potential to have a couple of different playmakers out there, which is really exciting because it, there there are very few plays in, in college football that can completely change momentum, like you know kickoff return for a touchdown, punt return for a touchdown, blocked punt, things like that. I mean, those are just huge, huge, huge momentum plays. So I like to continue to see Butch Jones address this. But also, you know, as mentioned, this adds some depth in in the wide receiver spot where I think there's still kind of some questions about what that unit is going to look like, especially with the departure of, of Corey Rucker. And then also adding on to the fact that Rucker was was good, do not do not get me wrong here, but you know, there was not a receiver on that roster last year that was the caliber of Jay Adams the year before or Omar Bayless the year before that, or Kirk Merritt in, in his time here, which, of course, I just named three guys that have all spent, you know, time on on NFL active or preseason rosters. So probably not a super fair comparison, but you continue to wonder what that unit at wide receiver is going to look like. And by the way, we're not done talking about that unit. Some other interesting news from spring camp that we will come back and talk with you about when we kick off our number one. So we'll kind of table the A-State football talk for just a moment, but get back to it when we come back. And, of course, again, uh, a lot of pro conversation in the second hour as well. Cardinals, Grizzlies, more. And continue to take your calls on the question of the day as well. So that wraps up our number one. Still an hour to go. Keep it right here with us on the Ticket Radio Network.
Would you like to earn up to $21.25 per hour? Would you like opportunities like growth advancement and enjoy benefits? Denso and Osceola is offering just that in your first year. Denso is the industry leader in the design of advanced automotive systems. Denso builds the best products in the world by hiring the best people. You can earn up to $21.25 per hour and get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays in your first year by becoming a Denso team member today. Start your new career with Denso. Denso also offers referral bonuses, plus medical, vision, dental insurance, and a 401k with a 4% match. Apply today at DensoCareers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. That's D-E-N-S-O Careers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. Walk-in interviews every Wednesday from 9 to 11.30 a.m. at 100 Denso Road in Osceola. Earn up to $21.25 per hour. Get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 days paid holiday plus benefits and a sign-on bonus today with Denso. Let any golf cars keep you from becoming your golf group's can I ride with you guy you know the guy standing by the first tee always needing someone to jump on with NEA golf cars offers new carts and all the top brands including onward by club car and a large selection of used carts plus all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its best this golf season go to neagolfcars.com or call 236-GOLF for more information it's goodbye can I ride with you guy and hello sweet ride thanks to NEA golf cars highway 49 in Paragool swing drive to deep left it's going going another home run for 1812 pizza company 1812 pizza company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas salads and sandwiches plus a great list of lunch specials and there are a ton of ways to get it to your team dine-in delivery or drive-through at their race street location or delivery curbside pickup or dine-in with members and guests at hilltop and you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homer with 1812 pizza company Lensmasters in downtown Jonesboro is your one-hour eyewear center. That's right. Get your glasses in just one hour. Just bring your prescription in, and our trained eyewear specialist will style you with the perfect glasses for you. Selection isn't a problem at Lensmasters. We have the largest eyewear showroom with the top brands. Come see us today and let our trained stylist and licensed opticians help you with the style perfect for you. Our on-site lab makes your prescription lenses in just one hour. Lensmasters, 320 South Church Street, downtown Jonesboro. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. This is Will Oswald, your Monday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update, brought to you by Plastic Tire Service. Arkansas State sweeping their final series against UALR in Central Conference Baseball over the weekend, taking the Friday finale 7-6 at Gary Hogan Field, scoring the winning run in the top of the ninth, courtesy of a Trojan's wild pitch. Saturday's series finale was canceled due to unplayable conditions at Gary Hogan Field due to rain that hit Central Arkansas. It's now the Red Wolves and the Razorbacks tomorrow. Beginning a two-game series at Baumwalker Stadium in Fayetteville. The Hawks sweeping LSU over the weekend. And with that, moving up to as high as number two in the country in this morning's Collegiate Baseball newspaper, Chot 25. They're also number four in the new polls by D1Baseball.com, Baseball America, and the perfect game. Top 25 Cardinals split with Milwaukee in their four-game series in Wisconsin, losing yesterday's series finale 6-5. They're off today. Cardinals will go to 
Miami for a three-game series starting tomorrow. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed to play as a tire service. And that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out. 9303776 is the number to call and layup today for the KavanaughCars.com question. What was your best and or your worst of the sports weekend? What did you love? What did you hate? You don't have to pick both. But if you want to chime in on the conversation, the floor is yours. Question is brought to you every day by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. A great spot. The best. Never going to land on the worst list. The best place to go and start the search for your next new or new-to-you vehicle. Uh, really, you can do everything there. We talk a lot about you know how you can start your car buying process there, but if you own a car, that's also a place you need to hit up. Um, they've got information on their website about you know any recall information, important information for your vehicle. You can also go ahead and uh, request an appointment to service your vehicle. Uh, make sure that you're in tip-top shape for all of those spring and summer road trips you know you're going to be taking. Everybody's ready to GTHO, uh, get the heck out of Dodge coming up now because that weather's getting nice and it makes everybody just want to get out there and, and go see what you can see so you can uh, take care of all of that. And, of course, you know, maybe look for a new vehicle for that road trip at KavanaughCars.com. Uh... Let's see. Back to what we were talking about. I, I'm losing my train of thought easily today. <laughs> so I'm trying to make sure we haven't told you we were going to talk about numerous things and then completely forgot about them. But I do know that prior to the break, we were talking about Arkansas State football and in particular, kind of what that wide receiver group looked like for the Red Wolves. Um, if you are just joining us, you know, Arkansas State did pick up a transfer portal receiver commitment over the weekend from Champ Fleming, who was previously at Oregon State. But Probably not maybe the most interesting uh, wide receiver development going on right now with, with A-State football. And if you haven't seen any news or clips or, or notes on this, uh, Wyatt Beagle has been working out a little bit at wide receiver. Of course, he is listed as a quarterback by trade. And uh, he is apparently just going to be that do-everything type of guy. Uh, Butch Jones in his comments about Beagle and, and trying him out of that position said, quote, just naturally instinctive football player, end quote. Also said that uh, they just kind of threw him in there in the fire. And it was, quote, like he's been playing there his whole life, end quote. So Butch said that he's just growing into a role where he's going to be on the field a lot for us. So... Obviously, when you see news like this, you try and interpret every possible different thing that this news could be. Now, one, nowhere did Butch say Wyatt Beagle has permanently moved to wide receiver. Just that they 
kind of threw them into the fire to see what it looks like. But this immediately makes me think of, of several questions. One, does that mean that they love Jackson Daly? Has he won the backup role? And that's one of the reasons they want to do this because now they want to be able to get Beagle on the field and, and Daly's better. Um, I don't know. Uh, Butch did talk about, you know, the quarterbacks following Saturday's scrimmage. Uh, continues to rave about how James Blackman has looked this spring. Um, as much as his, in regards to his intangibles as anything else, um, how much time he's spending breaking down film, how he's trying to develop his leadership qualities, other things like that. But at the end of the day, that's not huge news because that guy is cemented as your starter anyway. So it's encouraging news because since you know he's got the job, you want to know that he is getting better. But he also talked about uh, daily, of course. And one of the things with this spring is is the backup quarterbacks have been live. Uh, James Blackman is not. If, if somebody gets to him, there's an early whistle. He's never taken down to the ground. But um, the backups are. So it means they put them in some situations where they have to react quicker. Will they have to, to go through things a little bit quicker? And uh, one of the comments Butch Jones made about Jackson Daly is that the game is already starting to slow down for him some. Which is great because that dude's senior prom should be somewhere around this <laughs> yeah. point in time like he should be he should be ordering a corsage right now uh, as opposed to running away from Kevon Bennett <laughs> but uh that's good to hear um that he has been quote handling those situations very well in quote in terms of of being live out there on the football field so again kind of back to to Wyatt Beagle here does does this mean that they think Daly is, is clearly that number two. Now, that's one question. Another question that it makes me wonder about, does, do they, does this coaching staff think the wide receiver group right now is not good enough? Again, we mentioned last year, you know, A-State went through, we went through a run where, let's, let's be blunt, we were kind of blessed as fans, right? You know, and the quarterbacks were kind of blessed as well. Because if you threw it up anywhere in the general vicinity of Kirk Merritt or Omar Bayless or Jay Adams, there was a pretty good chance they were going to catch it, and there was a pretty good chance they were going to do something spectacular in the meantime. Either do something insane, one-handed, or have some crazy landing, or immediately be able to haul into the end zone. Like, A-State was blessed with those wide receivers. And he didn't have that much top-end talent. It it wasn't a bad collection of talent last year, but it wasn't wasn't his top-end. And... You also didn't necessarily have the same athleticism, the same physicality, the, the same speeds that some of those guys uh, provided. So I'm a little concerned if if they're throwing Beagle in that group, does that mean they don't like their depth? Does that mean they haven't seen the progress this spring that they wanted to from that group? Because it's a group that had some kind of issues with the dropsies last year. So that kind of worries me. Or... One more question here as we talk about this news. Do you just take Butch at his word that they want Beagle out there as much as possible as a playmaker? Do they see him as like a Taysom Hill type? Yeah. Where where there's just so many different ways that he could potentially impact the game. You just want to give him as many opportunities as you can. If you're an optimist, that's that's the direction you go. You think, oh, well, he's a good quarterback, but maybe Daly's just a little bit better, but he can do so many different things, so they're just going to try him out there in whatever role they can. And I'm going to lean towards the latter. One, because I, I want to be, it's spring. I want to be optimistic right now, right? And then two, because 
I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but there was a game last season where Beagle was set to be the backup running back late in the season. And that was because at that point in time, you had like, um, you had a situation where, of course, Marcel Murray was being redshirted, so he was unavailable. You had a another player who was, wasn't with the team for a week, and then like somebody else was injured. Johnny Lang wasn't feeling good. Alan Lamar had something else going on. So basically, you had like, Lincoln Perry. Now, something happened that week where somebody got healthy, and, and that didn't end up being the case. But throughout the week, they were working out right Wyatt Beagle at running back just in case. So, maybe they really do think that he just has so many different aspects to his game that he can help out in so many different ways that they're just going to just throw him into the fire as, in as many places as they can and just see what he can do. Um, again, that was easily the most interesting news that came from Saturday's scrimmage. Looking ahead, again, uh, spring game coming up on Saturday, 2-15 at Centennial Bank Stadium. Very interested to hear, uh, you know, exactly what the format will be, uh, what, if anything else, will be going on during the game. But, uh, again, we looked at the weather earlier, and, and at least from a weather perspective, which Lord knows that has been a constant story this spring in northeast Arkansas, from a weather perspective, there should be zero issues in getting that spring game played on Saturday. Because as of right now, the forecast for Saturday in Jonesboro is uh, mostly sunny, a high of 82, and a 0% chance of rain. And I kind of like one aspect of the forecast here. They are calling for potential higher wind gust. So that that adds just a little aspect of a challenge there during the spring game can't always be perfect and sunny and all of that just remember in case you're a little bit out of practice the wind has a tendency to swirl at centennial bank stadium so even if it's 82 and sunny just maybe maybe bring a hoodie <laughs> just in case 9303-776 is the number to call again your best and worst of the sports weekend i'd say what let's go ahead and hit hit pause here we'll come back uh we've got to catch up on on the grizzlies Game one did not obviously go the way that the Memphis faithful wanted, so we'll touch on that when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Ticket Radio Network. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Total Health. And if you're ready to lose weight and you're tired of choking down bars and shakes and you're tired of going from fad diet to fad diet, it's time for you to check out the all-new Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. You see, the Elite Total Health, your weight loss journey, is medically assisted and supervised by a team that's going to customize a plan to fit your life and your goals. And they have multiple weight loss medication options, including Fentermine. So there's no need to drive hours away to get the medicine that's going to help you lose weight. You can do all of that in Jonesboro at the all-new Elite Total Health. And y'all, most of their current patients have lost double digits in their first 30 days, with many losing as much as 15, 16, or 17 pounds in only 30 days. Schedule your weight loss consultation today with Elite Total Health. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6 and 8 until 1 on Saturday. Call 870-206-8250. Go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. 
Did you know you can earn as high as 2% APY on your checking account? You can with Arkansas Federal Credit Union. They make it easy to grow your money fast, much faster than a standard account. Earn as high as 2% APY on your checking balance when monthly requirements are met. What else do you get? Free access to your credit score with Credit IQ. Ability to get paid up to two days early and more. APY is annual percentage yield. Call 1-800-456-3000 or visit AFCU.org for more details. Federally insured by NCUA. He shoots, he scores! Central Nissan at the corner of Parker and Stadium in Jonesboro is proud to have L.A. Lakers rising superstar and Northeast Arkansas native Austin Reeves as a part of the Central Nissan team. Austin had an amazing rookie season with the Lakers, and we at Central Nissan are looking forward to many more great years to come for Austin as a Laker and a Central Nissan team member. Central Nissan at the corner of Parker and Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centralnissan.net. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. Grilling season is here, and Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with name brands like Traeger, Weber, The Big Green Egg, and Blackstone. Get free assembly and free delivery now at Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go the EAB Sports Network is proud to bring you local high school baseball and softball action this spring. Join us Tuesday as the Jonesboro Golden Hurricane hosts Green County Tech in a key 5A East baseball battle. First pitch is set for 430 with pregame coverage at 420 on News Talk 1021 KBTM. High school baseball on the EAB Sports Network is brought to you by NEA Baptist, First National Bank, Real Estate Nate, Jonesboro Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Domino's Pizza, the Cavanaugh Auto Group, and St. Bernard's. It's Jonesboro at GCT and baseball action Tuesday at 430 on the EAB Sports Network. I'm 5 foot 11. Barely 5 4. I weigh about 170 pounds. Brown eyes. Blue eyes. Brown hair. Gray hair. I'm a baseball fanatic. I'm a wife. A mom. A sister. And a grandfather. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a research analyst. Small business owner. Teacher. Dance fitness instructor. Film and television actor. I'm an office clerk. I'm a copywriter. I'm a veteran. I have a prosthetic leg. I have multiple sclerosis. I have lupus. Cerebral palsy. Post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm blind. And I'm working in a job I love. I love. Because I was given a chance. Because I was given a chance. To contribute my skills and talents. To show my disability is only one part of who I am. Who I am. Who I am. At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit whatcanyoudocampaign.org. In times of fear, World Vision is there for the most vulnerable. Through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and helping to rebuild lives. Learn more at worldvision.org. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you. 9303776, your best and worst of the sports weekend. Uh, Grizzlies did not have the worst performance of the NBA playoffs in Game 1. But, I mean, that was not not reassuring uh, in terms of the fact that, you know, that was kind of a, a little bit of a popular pick for the T-Wolves to pull off that upset in the first round. At least uh, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal. We're on the Timberwolves bandwagon, and they got, you know, a little bit of fuel for their fire in Game 1. I, with the way the Grizzlies started that game, you have to wonder about 
you know, the the week being off in terms of the play-in game, the fact that, you know, not many of the Grizzlies played in that last regular season game. There were some other games that, you know, several different players were held out down the stretch. They just, they did not look sharp from the get-go. 9-2, to two, I think, is what the Timberwolves were up before all of a sudden the, the Grizzlies realized the game had started and it was time to get it together. And there were just several things that they, they did not do well and execute in that game. And we'll look over more of them here in just a moment. Let's go to the phones and check in on J.D. How are you? Hey, I'm fine, Kerry. You proved to be quite the prophet Friday. And uh, I know what you were saying was probably correct, but I was trying to ignore you. You said you were really, really worried about the youth on this Grizzly team, you know, that, that you were scared to death about what might happen and proved to be true. And I think you hit the nail on the head a while ago. That's what I was going to mention in my call was uh, we see it in baseball where a team clinches early. Well, we're going to rest our starting pitching. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give some guys a couple of days off. And we see that team sometimes struggle, especially in a five-game series. You get some team that's got a battle all the way up to the end, and they come in hot. Well, those last two games on the road, they just kind of played anybody and everybody and lost those. And then you finish up at home against the Celtics and get embarrassed, basically. Still trying to rest people. And what? How long was Ja? How many games did he miss before that game? Three weeks? Yeah. Or your superstar, your superstar player comes in and hadn't played in three weeks. So it looked to me like somebody dropped the ball. If you were trying to figure out what not to do to start a playoff series at home, uh, the most disappointing thing is the fact we had the second-best record in the NBA. And then, you know, and – they weren't a typical seven team. I get the Timberwolves are better than that, but but uh, I, I was I was that's my bad of the weekend. I really wanted to get that W, yeah. and, and not that they can't come back. We know they can, but boy, losing home uh, home field and and uh, losing serve that's big. That's really big. Yeah, the, you know, with in terms of managing the Grizzlies down down the stretch, you, I don't know what the perfect answer was because obviously you you had Ja out there all you could could have him out there. I mean, he was hurt. Um, you certainly, you know, we've kind of right. seen we've we've seen the bad of what can happen when you play somebody in a in a meaningless game already this postseason with the fact that you know Luka Doncic in a meaningless game for Dallas tweaks his hammy and and he's he misses their first game so you don't know what the perfect mix is in terms of of getting him back and then in terms of you know injury or health maintenance on Dylan Brooks and some of these other guys and this that or the the other but you also have the fact that you've got that play-in game wrinkle so the playoffs start a couple days later than they normally would but there's there's still no excuse you had home court advantage and there were se- just several different lapses the Grizzlies had in that game that they they should not have had we, we had there were several I thought uh, unforced turnovers Clark just and he got more minutes than he'd been getting I don't know but he fumbled the ball just fumbled it out of bounds a couple of times Right in key situations where they cut it to three, and 
and uh, it, it was a frustrating game without yeah. question. Yeah. For the for the Cardinals, the good for me, uh, goodness is knowing Arenado off to an awesome start for us. Man, he looks like that superstar that we saw all those years in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and 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 you know you go in you go into Milwaukee. And uh, they're a good team. They got great starting pitching, and uh, uh, and you split. Uh, yesterday's game was disappointing. That first inning was a killer. We had Albert up with the bases loaded and and got pulled on a pitch, and then we come out and and uh, oh my goodness, uh, Hudson was bouncing them and throwing them behind them and hitting people and. And uh, he obviously was off his game, but the, the the guy that I don't get that he keeps bringing in in late innings is this Drew Verhagen. Yeah. He give up two in the seventh that, in essence, kind of cost us the deal. He had pitched earlier in the week and gave up runs, and they got him out with a couple of guys on base, and somebody bailed him out. I don't know a lot about this guy since he's been playing in Japan, but or maybe there was a reason he was in Japan. I don't know. But uh, I think we've got some good relief pitching. It's just getting them lined up right. We've had some, uh, you know, some guys that seems like he's pitching earlier in the game. This sixth inning are doing better than some of the guys that's maybe getting seven and eight. But we'll we'll see how that works out. But uh, in, in on, on the, the transfer portal mm-hmm. deal, uh, for, for the, uh, you know, let me ask you this question because I don't want to say something that's obviously not true. But uh, Georgia State was a 16 seed, mm-hmm. and they played Gonzaga, who was the overall number one seed. Well, does that mean, in the eyes of the committee, that the Sun Belt was the weakest basketball league in the country, or did I misinter- Would that be a misinterpretation? I- I think it's a slight misinterpretation. I, I don't think. Okay. I, I think what the what the issue was there is that that one the Sun Belt is not perceived as a good basketball conference. So no, I, I don't want to lie to you on that. It's it's now consider okay. I would consider the Sun Belt more of a low major than a mid major. But I think what they did in in Georgia State situation is. You know, if, if it had been you know Texas State, the one seed who had won the the Sun Belt title, they would have been at least a 15, maybe a 14, but at least a 15. But I think part of the issue was is Georgia State just went on. They they were in a pretty deep funk in the midway point of the season because they had some COVID issues. They lost a lot of games, had some other games wiped out. So their overall record, when you're just looking at their record and body of work, was not not great not at good. all. Yeah, so I think the committee kind of looked at that and they're like, eh. 16. <laughs> not a not a great conference, not a great season. Eh, we'll just throw them here and, and be done with it. Of course, the bad news is you had Norshad and Desi entering the portal, and I guess the news, good news is is we had Norshad, who was not only the player of the year, but the defensive player of the year, and we had Desi, who started on an SEC team that was good enough to make it to the A-lead eight, and yet, with those players, we finished somewhat slightly above middle of the pack in a mediocre basketball league. So, I guess that's the good news because 
we didn't do well even with them. So maybe maybe they don't didn't matter as much as we thought they should have. But uh, it, it's fr- the basketball is obviously very frustrating. Yeah, no uh, doubt. But uh, I so far with the Cardinals, I, I you know I'm 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 pretty happy, aren't you? I mean, yeah, we're off to a decent start. Yeah. You know? There's um, there's some aspects you know, that that obviously could be better, but there's some other things that I've been you know kind of pleasantly surprised by. So with it being such a, a small sample size, I mean I'm, I'd much rather be where the Cardinals are at the standings than than the Reds. So yeah, you take it. Yeah, you do, and and of course I'm greedy. I want to win them all, and I thought that game yesterday was a winnable game, but yeah. you're not you're not going to win all those on the road. But uh, I, I'm pretty pretty happy with our start and. Uh, uh, well, he's got a lot of walks, but uh, 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 the shortstop. Um, Sosa. Uh, no, not so. Sosa's played one game, got two hits, and we won it. DeYoung. Oh, the yeah, Young's yeah, yeah. Batting the Young's batting the buck 60, and, oh, man, that was a killer error yesterday. We could have got out of that first inning with two when we when we had the two guys hung up between the bases. And he dropped the ball, you know. Yeah. That was just just a killer. Nolan Gorman, by the way, he's just batting four hundred with six home <laughs> runs in eleven games. So no, we big better deal. keep an eye on Nolan. Yeah. All right, I right, care. I've, I've blown too much here. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys get somebody else on. Thanks for the phone call, JD. Nine three zero three seven seven six. He leaves the phones open. We'll circle back around to the Grizzlies for a moment as we continue to look at at, at that game. So I, I, on Saturday, I didn't watch this live. It was a beautiful day. There was uh, actually a bluegrass band playing uh, in the West End. So I went out and took that in, uh, spent some time with friends, enjoyed the sunshine, whatever. But but I left because I wanted to catch the, the fourth quarter, and the Grizzlies were down by just a couple points. And first off, like, uh, we had the game here for you on, a tick, on the ticket because we were scheduled to air A-State baseball with that game being rained out. We were able to bring in that coverage. And I, <laughs> I always get tickled when... Eric Hasseltine gets frustrated because he is not a sunshine pumper. Of course, Hasseltine, the radio voice of the, the Grizzlies, friend of the program, so kind to all of us to, to jump on for interviews pretty much at any point in time. But it's always funny because when he gets frustrated with his team, you can, you can absolutely tell it, and, and he doesn't sugarcoat it. And in that fourth quarter, the Grizzlies, so many times, they it was like one step forward and, and, and two steps back. Um, there were so many different times where the Grizzlies would hit a big shot. It looked like the, the crowd was about to get into it. It looked like it was about to rally the team only for the Timberwolves did a three on the other end. Yeah. And there was one crucial, crucial period. There was about uh, 320 left in, in that game. And after a review, they went back and, you know, they, they called. There was a call that went the Grizzlies' way. And it put John Moran at the line for two free throws and the Grizzlies were going to get the ball back. So what does that mean? That means you have an opportunity for a four or five point play. Instead, the Grizzlies get one out of it. Moran hits the first free throw, misses the second. The Grizzlies get nothing on their possession of what happened on the other end. Patrick Beverly hit a three. It really seemed like every time the Grizzlies had a miss, misstep in the fourth quarter, the Timberwolves would answer with a three. And that was just, that was that was it. Um, some of the areas where I thought the, the Grizzlies would do well, uh, you know, rebounding, showing off their depth, those are actually areas where the Timberwolves fared better. 
Grizzlies got out-rebounded in that game. The yep. Timberwolves ended up with six players on, in that game in double figures. And, you know, you knew that Carl Anthony Towns was not going to have multiple bad games in a row, and he certainly stepped back up with a monster double-double, and, and kind of Anthony Edwards had his big playoff coming-out party, and he played very, very well. So the Grizzlies have to readjust. It's game one of a seven-game series, and it did not go the way anybody wanted, anybody in this area wanted, but... You know, the Grizzlies have to go back now and, and reassess. This is a winnable series. You can do this, but you, you can't you can't wait until the second quarter to start playing. You can't be so lackadaisical on three-point defense. If you repeat those mistakes that you had Saturday, you're going to lose this series. Uh, the next game of the series going to be tomorrow. And looking ahead to that one, of course, uh, that uh, they, they stay in Memphis for game two. It is going to air at 7.30. So we do not anticipate having coverage for you here because uh, we will most likely be airing Arkansas State at Arkansas in terms of baseball. And looking at tomorrow's weather, most, mostly sunny tomorrow at Fayville, so there's about zero chance of that game not going on as scheduled. So uh, most likely no Grizzlies coverage for you tomorrow but of course we'll come back tomorrow and, and look more at that series and what the Grizzlies have to do a little bit better in game two I tell you what though uh let's hit pause here we'll come back uh take a quick look around the rest of the NBA playoffs but also dive into some Cardinal talk right after this on the Workday Red Zone when she's not watching sports she's talking about sports and when she's not talking sports she's tweeting about it all right boys how did I tweet on this thing it's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone hey there this is Brad Bobo personally inviting you to join me for the drive it's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it a state in the Sun Belt Arkansas in the SEC plus the Cardinals Grizzlies and especially our local high school coaches and athletes we've got you covered on the drive it truly is a show about local sports. Plus, you never know when a song is going to break out. So join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, all it's Brandon Baxter for my tire and wheel store. Local tire and wheel and Nick Robinson joins me and Nick. People are all kinds of fired up, all kinds of excited because local tire and wheel is now offering six months, same as cash. That's right. Customers asked for it over this past year, and we really feel like we're coming through with it. Six months, same as cash is now here at local tire and wheel. I think it's pretty obvious in life. Most of us don't budget for tires. We don't put money back, but when we need them, we need them absolutely tires are a necessity and whether you think about it or not now we've got a program that can offer you good quality safe tires at an affordable price so twenty dollars gets you started on the tires you need and the wheels you want with no credit check and everybody approved and hey we know life is expensive right now so we're making things easier with this six months same as cash with the same great service we've always had so six months same as cash twenty dollars gets you started no credit check everyone approved it's local tire and wheel 1518 south caraway and jones LocalTireAndWheel.com and on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. Hey y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement, your home for Bad Boy Ferris, Altos, and Xmark, four proven industry leaders in the zero-turn mowers. Check out our dependable, hardworking, up for any job you need to tackle tractor lines from Massey Ferguson Bad Boy. From Echo Power Tools to premium implements from Woods and Bad Boy and locally made MEB trailers, Cox Implement has you covered from top to bottom with three locations to better serve you in Hoxie, Highland, and Jonesboro. Cox Implement, equipment you can count on, people you can trust. He shoots, he scores! 
Central Buick GMC at the corner of Parker and Stadium in Jonesboro is proud to have L.A. Lakers rising superstar and Northeast Arkansas native Austin Reeves to be part of the Central Buick GMC team. Austin had an amazing rookie season with the Lakers, and we at Central Buick GMC are looking forward to many more great years to come for Austin as a Laker and a Central Buick GMC team member. Central Buick GMC at the corner of Parker and Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centralbuickgmc.com. It's springtime and your friends at the Ticket Radio Network are ready for all the fun that comes with it. We're home to every A-State baseball game the rest of the season. Plus, home of the Memphis Grizzlies as they make their run through the playoffs. And be sure to listen every weekday to the Front Row with Budrow from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And The Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. It's all right here on the Ticket Radio Network work as an organ donor your story doesn't have to end the good in you can live on in fact you could save up to eight lives with your gifts your heart could keep beating your kidneys could keep filtering and your intestines could keep on digesting for others and that's not all you can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 9303776 is the number to call. Taking your best and worst of the sports weekend for our KavanaughCars.com question. Looking quickly around the NBA before we dive into some Cardinals conversations, just uh, some other quick notes from the weekend and uh, the games that we saw. You know, nobody nobody probably had, uh, well, nobody. Nobody had a bigger moment than Jason Tatum, of course, who was able to hit that buzzer beater, Boston's first playoff buzzer beater since some guy named Paul Pierce did it in 2010 against the Heat. But 115-114 uh, was the final there with the Celtics getting past the Nets. Other game one winners, Jazz, 76ers, Warriors, Heat, Bucks, Suns, and of course uh, the Timberwolves who we talked about earlier. So a lot of young players showed out. Uh, some interesting lineups. Uh, well, the old guys are out there too. Chris Paul, the oldest player in playoff history now with 30 points and 10 assists in a game. Um, that used to be Steve Nash, but now it's Chris Paul. So uh, those were some of the highlights from uh, the first game of the weekend. Uh, Jay Crowder. Interesting set line for him. If you overlooked this one, I, I probably get it because it was not, you know, a 36-point performance like Anthony Edwards or, you know, that 30-10 and 10 like Chris Paul. No, no, no. Jay Crowder's stat line was 1-1-1-1. One, 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 and one. He became the first starter in playoff history to record one point, one rebound, one assist, and one block. One, 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 
and won. I mean, it is better than Steven Adams, who went zero for zero for zero points. Uh, he just needed to do something. Yeah. Uh, three games on tap tonight. Raptors at 76ers, Jazz at Mavs, Nuggets at Warriors. So that is what is on the slate for this evening. Uh, NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski already stating that it is very unlikely Doncic is available for Game 2. So could there be surprises? Sure, but not looking likely at this point in time. Elsewhere in the NBA, finalist came out on Sunday. NBA award finalist came out on Sunday. Uh, I was a little disappointed not to see any love whatsoever for Jaron Jackson Jr. for Defensive Player of the Year, but uh, most improved. Um, John Morant lands in that category. Taylor Jenkins on the short list for Coach of the Year, along with Eric Spolstra and Monty Williams. So there was a little bit of Grizzlies love in those conversations that were announced yesterday. That's Mostly kind of it in the NBA, unless you want to dive into, you know, whose side you're on in the Kyrie Irving versus the Celtics fans debate. But it just kind of is what it is. As neither a Kyrie Irving fan or hater, and as somebody who's not really wrapped up in what the Celtics do, I kind of find this whole situation funny. But I'm sure there are other people who have different opinions, of course. Uh, Kyrie Irving waved at a lot of Celtics fans over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but he waved with just one finger instead of his <laughs> whole hand. And uh, as you can imagine, some people do not like that. Of course, it's not like he is a particularly beloved figure in Boston. Uh, the fans there don't really like him. Uh, it seemed they feel like, you know, he kind of quit on the team a couple of years ago. And, yeah, that's kind of become its own storyline in the NBA. Not necessarily not necessarily Nets versus Celtics. It's Kyrie versus Celtics fans. We'll see how it all works out there. Interesting stuff so far. He did play well yesterday. I mean, he's, he's a good player. I think he, he just... Seems to kind of thrive on chaos. Yeah, I also kind of side with Kyrie Irving because, uh, again, there was probably no telling what was being said to him. Um, Some interesting, yeah. I I can't imagine. Probably. <laughs> Basically, just multiple words we cannot repeat. Yeah, I air. mean, Boston definitely has a reputation, at least among baseball, because we've heard a, a, a whole lot of That's baseball true. players come out and say they don't like playing in Boston. So yeah. I would imagine it's kind of one of the same for basketball as well. I, I did think, you know, Irving's comments afterwards were, were kind of um, interesting. He, he said, you know, there's no hostility. So I'm guessing while there were undoubtedly bad language thrown at him, I'm, I'm hoping there were no it, – it, doesn't sound like there were any slurs or anything like that. At least he didn't say anything like that in, in his post game. Uh, yes, there was a lot of profanity thrown his way. But he said, quote, it's the playoffs. This is what it is. I know what to expect in here. And it's the same energy I'm giving back to them. It is what it is. I'm not really focused on it. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? So he was kind of feeding off that. And I guess uh, at the end of the day, they can call him a few names and he can do a few finger waves and everybody's happy. 
except the team that has to go home out of this series. Yeah. But, uh, again, interesting stuff there. 9303776 is the number to call. By the way, that was uh, AJ's worst of the weekend, saying uh, fans that continue to curse and yell at NBA players. Uh, threw, out his hogs, uh, threw, threw out his best of, though, for his uh, Diamond Hogs as they swept LSU over the weekend. So have one streak snapped, and you just start another one in terms of the Razorbacks uh, having that SEC series win streak in last week against Florida. Just, you know, hop right back to it, start another one. I think they moved up in the, uh, in the baseball polls today as well. Looking at uh, Pro Ball, checking in on the Cardinals. The series split against against Milwaukee, which, you know, if you're on the road and you're squaring off against the team that is picked to win your division and the team that's probably the, the best team in your division, and you take two out of four, it's it's fine. Uh, yes, there were some opportunities in that series for the Cardinals to be able to win another game, so a little bit frustrating there in the way that the, the weekend unfolded. I mean, the first game of that series was was not good at all in a game where Adam Wainer, I just couldn't quite seem to get it together. But, you know, the final game, that was a game where the Cardinals had opportunities and just could not quite seize them. But not quite a meatloaf, meatloaf song, but I guess two out of four ain't bad either. Cardinals uh, did have, you know, a... a Decent moment there. I know Albert Pujols had an opportunity to later in that game to, to do a little bit of damage, but he is now at career homer 681. And at the beginning of the season, I really didn't know if him being able to get to 700 this season was, was attainable. And not that all of a sudden you can look at how many games has he been in, like four or five games worth of a sample size and say, oh, he's definitely going to get there. He's going to homer every yeah. other game this year. But... Again, it continues to be relieving that he, at least he is going to mostly feast on on some of those split situations like you like you would hope. So his overall numbers right now are, are fine. You know, 333 batting average and decent on-base percentage and slugging and all of that. So that is reassuring. Also reassuring, you know, Nolan Arenado is hotter than the surface of the sun. But I think everybody kind of knew he obviously has that potential. He was such a great player in Colorado. That's not necessarily shocking. In terms of real legitimate pleasant surprises, you know, I'm I'm excited to see how Tommy Edmond has started the season, not just with average, but you know, his three home runs as well showing a little bit of power after he did not particularly have a good spring is is probably one of my favorite notes of the preseason to go along with the whole Andrew Kisner situation. First off, Still blown away by how much we've seen the Cardinals backup catcher this early. For a while, it seemed like, you know, there were reports early in his career that Yadier Molina would just flat out go, like, hide the lineup card. If he was <laughs> if he was scheduled for a day off and he wanted to be in the lineup, he would just, like, take the lineup card and just find a way to get himself in the lineup. But, you know, and I don't know if it, there are rumors that we might not have the full story that maybe he's a little bit dinged up and they don't want to put him on the IL or something or, or whatever. But again, I'm going to try and be optimistic since it's so early in the season and just think that he is going to actually kind of cede this role to Kisner without a lot of drama or without a lot of conversation. I, I do think, you know, Yachty and, and Wayno and Pujols are making it a point to enjoy this season. So I think because of that, you know, and especially, you know, if, if Kisner continues to, to thrive in this role at the plate, I think Yachty maybe will kind of relax a little bit and be a little bit more willing to step back out of that 
every single game starter role and starter mentality that he's had now for 18 seasons. So that's been, a, again, a pleasant surprise there to see the way that um, Kisner has responded with, with more opportunities. Of course, he did go over three yesterday, but, you know, it happens. <laughs> he's a backup catcher. He's going to have some overs. Yeah. But, um, again, uh, decent, decent start to the year for St. Louis. Five and three right now. So the birds are actually uh, on top in the NL Central standings, followed by the Cubs who continue to be powered at this point in time by Seiya Suzuki, who, I mean, is he kind of, is he meeting expectations that you had at the beginning of the season or exceeding them right um, now? I mean, he's Japan Bay Ruth. Yeah. He's got four home runs already on the year. Uh, I think he leads the league in, you know, there's like three or four different wars that, you, you know, you use for batting wars. And sure. one of the batting wars he leads the league in. So, I mean, yeah, he's definitely exceeding expectations. Okay, so you'll take it. You'll take it. I mean, like I thought, I knew he was going to be decent. Like you can't have a one thousand plus OPS and hit 35, 40 home runs a year in in Japan League, and then come to the MLB and just be a flame out. You're going to be at least decent, but I didn't expect it to be this good. He has had a very, very good start. Um, he is not probably the most talked about Japanese player this week because the most talked about Japanese player this week is a guy who's still actually pitching. In Japan, Roki Sasaki, if you haven't seen the notes on this guy yet, uh, had a perfect game last Sunday with 19 strikeouts. So, yes, I know there's there's a significant, you know, talent difference between MLB and, and uh, Japan. But from a statistical standpoint, that's the most dominating pitching performance ever in professional baseball. So, what did he do to follow that up? Well, he pitched eight perfect innings with 14 strikeouts before he was taken out with a perfect game intact. So that is at least 17 straight perfect innings with 33 strikeouts in those two games. So the way that, uh, by the way, this kid is 20. He's 20. So with the way that the international rules are set up, he's not all of a sudden going to be in the majors next week or next year. In fact, it could be uh, he could be 25 by the time he makes it over to Major League Baseball. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> pretty pretty good. 33 batters that he has struck out through 17 innings again without allowing a walk or a hit. So in terms of the most dominant guy playing baseball right now, it's it's that dude. Uh, elsewhere in Major League Baseball, uh, Cardinals off today. And uh, so they'll be back at it tomorrow. There are a couple, uh, couple three games going on today in Major League Baseball. I say that. It's actually a, a short slate. Twins and Red Sox have already played today uh, with the Twins getting a win. We've seen a couple of games postponed due to weather which, depending on where you're at, is either like thunderstorms or snow. I think the Northeast is about to have a blizzard. So if you're a fan of a Northeast team or if your major Fun. league team is playing in the Northeast this weekend, I don't know what that schedule looks like you for looks like for you right now. But uh, one, two, three, seven other, eight other games on tap today. And the Cardinals will be back at it tomorrow on 95.9 The Wolf. So uh, coming up tomorrow, obviously, uh, a big preview day. So we'll talk Cardinals. We'll talk Grizzlies, of course, Arkansas State Baseball at Arkansas. 
So several stories we'll be able to throw your direction on tomorrow's show. Uh, wrapping it up today after the break. Uh, we'll take a break, come back and do that. I've got my best of the weekend. I know it. I can't wait to share it with you when we come back. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Eric works at NEA Construction. I love coming to work, and I don't even set my alarm to go to work. Like, I look forward to coming to work, and I don't want to miss work because it's just a good place to come. Northeast Arkansas Construction is hiring to build the future, building out the region's fiber optic network to connect to the world. Eric, do you feel like there's a good future here for you at NEA Construction? Oh, yes, yes. A lot of room to grow in this company. That's where I came in. The more experience you have, the better off you're going to be. NEA Construction takes pride in being Arkansas's leading fiber optic construction company. Join our great work environment with state-of-the-art equipment, full training, fully paid health insurance, and paid vacation, all at industry-leading hourly pay. Call 870-972-8565 or visit nearkansasconstruction.com. Northeast Arkansas Construction. We make a difference. Equal opportunity employer. For years, Caps Plus has been in the business of helping your business grow. But now they invite you to see how they've grown too. Come see Caps Plus in their new location at 1211 Carroll Road in Paragool. Complete with a new retail shop. Caps Plus is a licensed A-State vendor and offers Red Wolves apparel and maybe some throwback stuff too. They also have a wide selection of apparel from local high schools. And Caps Plus still has thousands of promotional items just right for your business logo. Go buy Caps Plus now at 1211 Carroll Road in Paragool or online at CapsPlusInc.com. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. He shoots, he scores! Central Toyota on Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro is proud to have L.A. Lakers rising superstar and Northeast Arkansas native Austin Reeves be a part of the Central Toyota team. Austin had an amazing rookie season with the Lakers, and we at Central Toyota are looking forward to many more great years to come for Austin as a Laker and a Central Toyota team member. Central Toyota on Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. Visiting with new A-State head volleyball coach Brian Gerwig. I haven't flashed my lights or honked my horn or yelled at somebody once in a week. And we'll just it, spend a little bit more time on Red Wolf. And, well, you, know. See, you know, like, because you get here because you were here for a while, but you know, people think, and I'm one of them until Friday afternoon, like Red Wolf Boulevard's just unbearable. No, not at all. It's the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I'm going to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities, victory over setbacks, victory over the unknown. 
V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Donate to the V Foundation to join our team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. 100% of donations fund game-changing cancer research. Donate now to the V Foundation at V.org. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. So last call on the KavanaughCars.com question. What was your best and worst of the sports weekend? Rodney throws out uh, the the fantastic Celtics victory is his best. And uh, the worst, he throws that honor at the Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm not going to argue too much with the Grizzlies one. It just, it just makes me sad. All right, so I do have, hands down, a, a favorite thing that I saw over the course of the weekend. But I guess I will share that with you in just a moment as we go to the phones one more time today and check in with Wade. Hey, Wade. Hello. How are you? Good. You? I'm, I'm well, thank you. Hope you had a great Easter. You too. Awesome. Hey, uh, real quick, I know we're short on time. So, isn't it Harry Carey that would always say, Cubs win, Cubs win? Long-time voice of the Chicago Cubs. I'm sorry? I said, yes, long-time voice of the Cubs. A couple other yeah, stops yeah. along the so, way, too. Uh, so, Red Wolves win, Red Wolves win. So, <laughs> finally. Yeah. So, I'm disappointed they didn't get the third game, I guess, because of weather, but still it's a win. We'll take it. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you've got to – just getting that zero out of the win column was, was huge. What was uh, what was um, Little Rock's record coming in? Were they playing decent ball? Uh, I mean, they were 6-6 six and six in Sunbelt Conference play, and they were they're, – they're a 500 team, both in conference and, and okay. overall. Okay, so it's a good win. It was – it was – it was – it was um, – it was better. We 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 beat a better team than we than we've been beating. Yes, losing to. Yes, from a re- okay. from a record and an RPI and a schedule yes. standpoint. Yes. Okay, great. All right. Well, I'll let you go. I know you have other people, and you're trying to close out. Thank you guys for everything. Go Red Bulls. Have a great day, Wade. Thanks for the phone call. You too. Thank you. Looking here. Uh, last call again on the question of the day. My favorite thing that I saw all weekend. If you are unaware. Marshawn Lynch is now a hockey owner. Yes, he, I saw that. <laughs> he and Macklemore are now minority owners of the Seattle Kraken, which, first of all, I'm a huge Marshawn Lynch fan. Unless he is, like, you know, talking to the media, he seems like a pretty joyous dude, to be honest. Like, he's typically in good spirits. He's usually got a smile on his face. He usually looks like he's having a blast. So, right after they make this announcement, uh, that he is going to be a part owner of the Kraken. What is the first thing he does? He goes straight to the club's practice rink and hops on the Zamboni. That's sponsored by Starbucks. <laughs> yes, it is. But there's a, there's a few different videos you can find out there of Marshawn Lynch doing donuts in the Zamboni. It's it's a good video. You can tell the dude is having the time of his life. So if you need just a little bit of a pick me up on a Monday, you know, go watch a go watch Beast Mode 
go drive around the ice. You won't be disappointed. That's a wrap today. Again, uh, so much that we'll get into tomorrow. Talking Cardinals, Grizzlies, in-state baseball. Really looking forward to it, but thanks for hanging out with us today. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive with Brad Bobo at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. The Workday Red Zone will return at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.